Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Oh my gosh, you have all the power. So fill it with interesting stories, super cool people, do something fun, learn something new, and today be inspired. I am totally inspired. Luca Mueller is a pilot. Yes, a young female, entrepreneurial, leadership-filled, vision-filled leader of tomorrow, and we get to talk to her today. Luca, welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Hi, Betsy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, everybody, like, I think it's cool to say, hi, I'm young and I'm a pilot, but it is a lot of work. And before we get into all that, I love to tell the backstory because the purpose of Boost Power Podcast is really to put stories in the world to uplift and inspire. Uh, I know when I was young, I had a, a thing that actually said, today is the first day of the rest of your life, a poster. I think it was probably for the military service, actually. If I look back, <laughs> it was probably for the Army or the Air Force. And I had it in my room and every single day. When I was a kid, I said, oh, today's the first day of the rest of my life. And I think it's funny now, you know, in my later years to use that as this podcast. So let's go back and talk a little bit about you, like where you grew up and like what were the first signs that you saw that maybe started you on a path and that got today for you to be a female pilot? Yeah, of course. Um, So I grew up in um, Erie, Colorado, which is kind of like a little like the suburbs. Um, And I found myself always kind of looking up at airplanes whenever I would hear them pass over. Um, But what really got me interested in aviation was um, actually a feeling. Um, On my first flight uh, out of the country, I just fell in love with the feeling of takeoff, all that energy and power that just kind of pushes you back into the seat. And I, you know, didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to feel it and just, um, just be in the present moment. And I was like, wow, there's people that get paid to just fly and do this. And that's amazing. Um, and that was kind of at a younger age. Um, and then at 14, I asked my parents um, for a birthday present, which was a discovery flight. And they were able to grant me with that. And I've just been in love ever since. Oh, gosh. Now tell me what is a discovery flight? Because people listening are going to be all about like, well, wait a minute, I want to do a discovery flight. So what does that mean? Oh, yeah. Anybody can. um, And you can be any age as I was uh, 14. Um, The instructor just takes you up and gives you a little um, a little briefing of, uh, whatever, what's going on in the airplane. Um, I got to hold the yoke, which was so exciting for me, but also so terrifying. I was holding onto that thing so tight. Like if I let go at all, the plane was just going to fall out of the sky. Um, and it's funny because now when I take people up, I can like let go of the yoke and see like, look, it's so stable. It wants to just fly straight and, you know, straight as an arrow. Um, so that was just an amazing experience that, yeah, I highly recommend to anyone interested. Um, you just go to a flight school and ask for a discovery flight. There you go. We'll see. I'm 60 years old, Luca, a little bit older than you, and uh, maybe three times just saying, but I didn't even know about that. And for all of you listening and who are thinking, you know, uh, oh, everything's boring. There's nothing to try. You know, maybe that's why you're listening to us today because Luca told you about discovery flights. And I got to say, when I was a senior at Purdue University, I did go up with somebody who was one of the aviation majors at Purdue and got to go up in a small plane. And I do remember a moment of them saying, hey, you can do this or hold this. Um, I didn't have that same passion as you. I think I had a little bit more like, can I get back to the ground and start doing some art again? 
in my yeah. studio in the basement, but uh, it was super, super <laughs> fun. Okay. So 14, you do the discovery flight. What happens to a 14 year old who says, I really like this and I want to get started? Um, well, I wish I had kind of more information. Um, you can actually get your private pilot's license um, at the age of 17. Um, but I wasn't quite sure, and I knew it was kind of an expensive career to go into. Um, so I focused on, um, you know, school and work. Um, and then I took a little break from everything, and I kind of tried to find myself in a gap year. Um, but I just kept coming back to the idea of um, being a pilot. Um, but it was kind of a, it was a tough decision because, as you know, women are very underrepresented in um, aviation, and it is expensive. Uh, so after that, I tried business school for a year at community college, and it just didn't feel right. It just wasn't right for me. You know, I could get the grades, but my passion wasn't there. Um, and that's when I discovered MSU Denver and it lit that fire again and it hasn't gone out since. Well, I want to take a public service moment and talk about Metropolitan State University of Denver, which is the anchor institution for all of you around the world. It's the anchor institution in the state of Colorado that really is a beacon of possibility. Uh, even Dr. Janine Davidson has a super interesting uh, past that fits with you. Do you want to tell them about Dr. Davidson and her role as uh, in air, uh, aeronautics and flight? Oh, yes, President Davidson. Oh, she is just a definite role model for me. And she is, yeah, the president of MSU Denver. Very amazing. Um, yeah, she was in um, the uh, Air Force and she was, she is also a pilot. Um, and she chose to, you know, follow her dream and then go into MSU Denver, helping students like myself follow their dreams. So she's quite an inspiration. Yeah, she was the first woman to fly the C-130s, which is a great, great big plane. And uh, I've had the joy of having her on the podcast a couple times and having her speak at Camp Experience, the retreat, and uh, she's just a joy. So it must be super cool that not only you have the greatest university in the land, you have the leader of the university is a female pilot. Like, yes. Like <laughs> what? So perfect. Awesome. Yeah, very inspirational. Yay. So you're smart because you could have done business school, but your passion was aviation. So tell people a little bit about what does it take what does it take to be an aviation major? And, you know, I know nothing about it, literally. I have a BA in communications, which was a super nice broad from a state university, super nice broad um, entrepreneurial landing pad for everything that I've cooked up, which has been a lot um, from that. But tell people a little bit more about your path at MSU Denver. When I first joined MSU Denver Aviation, um, the first thing that you see when you walk in the door is this glass window encasing all these amazing simulators. Um, they have multi-engine, they have turboprops, they have single engines, um, and then kind of hidden in the back, they have their state-of-the-art CRJ-700. And I got to fly every single one of those, and I just had a blast. Um, aside from the simulator training, um, we take classes, um, just understanding the whole broad spectrum that is aviation, not just being a pilot. Um, we took uh, air traffic control classes, um, aviation security, just so we could understand everything that encompasses aviation, as well as aircraft performance um, and uh, what it takes to be like a certified flight instructor. So, uh, and I just, I really enjoyed all the teachers there. I think they're amazing. And we have multiple just 
phenomenal female um, instructors there as well, such as um, Dagmar Kress, Laura Braunschmidt, um, Erica Armstrong, who wrote the book, The Chick in the Cockpit, which I highly recommend everyone give a read. Um, it's just quite a phenomenal book. The whole experience is just, is just amazing. Um, at the well, aviation program. Yeah, let's go there because I was looking at the resume, your resume, and I was reading all about you and that great story in red, which is the, she was uh, featured, Luca was featured in the uh, entire magazine for MSU Denver. Her story was in there. So Erica Armstrong wrote A Chick in the Cockpit, My Life Up in the Air. So what led her to be a woman in aviation since you've read that book and she's your professor? I think it was the same type of spark that ignites a lot of women. Um, and, you know, she went with it and she broke into corporate flying and she did a lot of um, aeromedical flying too, which is a very tough job. Um, what was most fascinating about her book is her later on struggles um, with, um, I don't want to give it all away, but um, with her relationship and how that affected her um, pilot career. Um, and she's just such an inspiration for go going through all that and coming out just still every time you see her, she's got a big smile on her face and she's ready to sign your book and talk to you about, you know, your, your goals in life and um, how she can help with, with uh, you fulfilling those. Well, that's great because we always focus on women and their stories and everybody thinks, oh yeah, Luca, it's so easy. She's just this pilot. She's so cute. Look, I'd like that picture with the plane and they don't see the hours and hours and hours. So talk about a little bit about uh, there's simulators and there's real life. So as an overview to get a pilot's license, tell us like what license you get at what level and how many hours. So yes, uh, the first license is the private pilot license. Um, and you get that so that um, once you get that rating, you can fly uh, alone or you can take up passengers, um, which is really exciting. Um, it was great to take up my family. Um, there is a lot of work that goes into it. You need at least 40 hours um, in an airplane and that's all gonna be instruction-based. Learning how to land can be very difficult. It's to me, the most satisfying part of it all, just because it's so challenging. And when you get it right and you've got the wind trying to blow you off the runway, but you keep it flying center line, uh, there's just no better feeling than that. Um, it also takes a lot of bookwork. Um, we call it ground school. Um, and then at the end, which I didn't know when I first went on this in Denver, you get a, um, you have an examiner test your abilities um, orally, and then you take a written exam, and then you go in the airplane with them as well, um, which can be quite stressful, um, but I've had nothing but great experiences with them. Well, I know you're all like me on the edge of our seat. We're on the edge of our flight seat this time. And we uh, know that the oxygen bags could fall and we put ours on before our child. I digress, but we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Luca. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. Okay, so now I'm really curious too about simulators. And so I think this is just stuff regular people don't know. So I want to ask you this question. So you're in the simulator, which I know they have simulators for the Air Force because my friend Craig Wolf has run the Air Force simulators for fighter pilots. You know, I'm sure they have simulators for commercial and all these things. How much is the simulator really, tell us the truth, really like being up in the air when it's the real deal? You are 
above the earth in a plane, no uh, accident that one didn't work. So how, what is the, you know, the likes and the differences simulator to real life? Well, I love simulators for um, people that don't have um, any flight hours or have just done a discovery flight because you can take risks and there's no you know, detrimental thing that's going to um, happen to you, which is really nice. And I think um, the simulators are really great for um, getting your precision flying down. Um, so, you know, just keep it on your heading and everything like that and focusing on, you know, just making sure you're flying straight, following your directions and your flight path. Um, and the also great thing about the simulators is, you know, I was flying a turboprop and a multi-engine when I don't have those types of ratings and I was doing it alone without an instructor, which was be unheard of in a regular aircraft. So it's cool to get that experience um, without, yes, the risk and without um, the limitations of what it would be like in a regular aircraft. Um, landing, however, you got to do that in a real aircraft. I mean, you can, you know, practice it and get down, but there's, there's some different type of feeling when you're actually in the airplane and you're, um, coming in on landing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's so cool. And again, uh, Luca Mueller is a student. What year are you now at MSU Denver? Oh, so I'm actually alumni. Um, you're I graduated alumni. May. Okay. Yep. Okay. Graduated May. See, there you go. You're alumni. <laughs> she was a student and has graduated. Um, and then that really gets me to the leadership skills that you have been able to really hone at MSU Denver and now in the world. So tell us a little bit about um, being involved in helping other women find their path to aviation and your leadership in uh, the National Association. Tell me the name. Uh, women in aviation. Women in aviation. Great. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, it's a great organization. Um, on the broad spectrum, they organize um, Girls in Aviation Day, which I've gotten to be a part of and volunteer for, which is just a great experience to get, you know, younger women in and show them the possibilities that that come with aviation. Um, but I just kind of felt like MSU Denver was missing something like that. Um, I went into the building and I took my classes and I kept my head down and my grades up, but I wasn't like talking with people. And I almost got this kind of imposter syndrome or like I had to work extra hard to prove that I belonged there because there are so few women. I think um, MSU Denver's got like 15% women. Um, it might be a little higher now that I've graduated, which is just phenomenal based on um, the rest of the industry, which is only 7%. Um, but I was noticing the same thing in our pilot lounge that um, women were also kind of keeping to themselves and just studying very hard. And I was like, I didn't know how to approach them and just, you know, create a relationship just from that. So I was like, what if I um, created a chapter at MSU Denver Women uh, in Aviation and joined a bunch of like-minded uh, women and men um, together to talk about, you know, how to further our career and how to fight that imposter syndrome and how to gain confidence um, together and make just long-term amazing connections with uh, each other and other people in the industry. And it, I was just so thrilled um, on our first meeting. I offered free pizza to try and get more people. Um, free pizza is always a good for the first meeting. Yes. Free yeah. pizza is always good. And I thought maybe that's what got a lot of people in there. But then the next meeting, I couldn't afford free pizza again, but they still came. Um, so then I was like, I think we've got something here. Um, and so we've participated in multiple events, had Erica Armstrong come and uh, speak to us. And it's just been a blast of two years. Um, and I was just so proud that it's still doing, it's still very successful. And Natalie Gramer is the new president and she's just taken it and run with it. Um, and she's doing a phenomenal job as well. Yay, yay. So how do you think we, we as women get the message out and solve this crisis that really five to 7% uh, you know, our female pilots. And I would think with everything I know about women, 
good at multitasking. So you can pay attention to all the situational things. Um, super good at listening and, you know, intuitive, which I got to think also is part of flying, being smart, but also paying attention and being intuitive to what you know and what you've been trained. Um, and is are collaborative and great with their co-pilots. I would think women would be total rock star pilots. So what, from your perspective, do you think is is happening or could be different to get more women into this fantastic uh, aviation career? I think um, it boils down to just showing them that it is an option for them. Um, maybe as young as middle school, but definitely high school, um, going into those high schools and showing them that like, hey, women are pilots, here's the path you can take, um, anyone can do it, and we can kind of show you how, and just creating that type of um, community, which women in aviation has done for a lot of um, women with the Girls in Aviation Day, great start, awesome. Yeah. Um, we just need some more participants in that, um, and that could really let people know. Um, and, you know, I think it comes down to some of the terms used in pilotage as well, like the cockpits, like that's not very helpful. They're, they're now moving that to the flight deck, um, so that people can feel a little bit more comfortable and know that there, there, there's, um, females in that, in that role as well. It's weird. It's really just weird as your generation's coming up and my generation, I'm 60. It's weird things I never, ever even thought about because they were just handed to us. Right. It wasn't ever that that was a masculine term, the cockpit. That as we say it, I go, yeah, that's super masculine. But it's very curious. And I think it's awesome that your generation is coming along and just saying, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you know, there could be a different name. I'm glad for your generation. Okay. So tell me your dream job. So one thing in the Camp Experience Network and all my women's things and on this podcast, you always say your biggest dreams out loud because you don't know who around the world is listening. And we have listeners all over Europe, all over the world. So somebody might be that Luca needs to come over here to Europe on a free, all expensive paid trip and inspire some women uh, to you get to be pilots. So tell us some of the things that's in your heart for your great career. Well, that's just one of the other things I love so much about aviation is there's so many different paths that you can go. Um, you can help out with the uh, air ambulance and get people to hospitals or take them from rural areas um, to a hospital that they need, which is amazing. There's pause for pilots, which you transport um, dogs um, to other shelters, which is awesome too. I haven't gotten the um, ability to do that quite yet. Um, I'd say my dream um, as of currently is to fly very fast um, airplanes to very far locations. Um, but I've just kind of noticed throughout my career that's changed. Um, and I still see United as a wonderful option down the road, um, especially kind of when I'm settling into a, a more like family plan, because I think that's still a path I want to take. Um, and at first I was deterred because I was like, how can you have a, a family and also like be away from home all the time? Um, but then our chapter also spoke to um, Stacey Banks at America Airlines, and she explained exactly how she goes through the process with her kids and how um, the industry is getting more and more understanding of people with families as well, um, needing some time at home and um, needing a more flexible uh, schedule. So yeah, I guess... Final answer is, um, I'm not quite sure, um, but I'm answer. open to so many possibilities. Well, I tell you, the, the greatest answer is I'm open to possibilities. You know, even the theme about MSU Denver is all about possibilities. Dr. Davidson's all about, you know, um, experiencing the possible. Okay. 
So how can people contact you? Tell them how to contact the women in aviation, because that would be one place that people might want to plug in to the chapter. How do they find that? Yes, um, they can email wai at msudenver.edu. Um, and that'll go to their um, inbox and Natalie, our president, will see it. Um, we also have uh, a website. Um, unfortunately, we had to use the free software. So it's like MSU Denver at WAI, but then it's got all this other letters and stuff at the end. So I can't, I don't know the exact address, okay. um, but on there, there's a forum. Um, I'm sure you can Google it and you can say, hey, I'm interested in joining the chapter. And then that gets sent to the email. But if you want to bypass that, you can just um, email. W-A-I-N. And women in aviation, I'm assuming, is national or is it even international? Uh, international. It's international. So in the world, you can find women in aviation and look for their organization, find your chapter near you, because again, a lot of people are listening from all over, so they might access this, um, not only in Colorado. Awesome. And then if they want to reach out to you for a speaking engagement or for something, is there something you're comfortable that they can find you? Uh, yes, I have a LinkedIn um, at Luca Mueller. I'm also on Facebook um, at Luca Mueller. So you can message me on either one of those and I will definitely get back to you. Um, yeah, I had an inquiry from a, a female, I believe she was a CEO and she's like, hey, I'm just wondering about like flying and what that's like and what the progress is. And it was so hard not to send her like five pages of information. I'm just like, I don't know how serious you are, but I would definitely do it. And here's, you know, what I would do if I was in your shoes. Yes. Awesome. Well, you are listening to Yuka Mueller. She's a graduate of Metropolitan State University of Denver here in Colorado in the United States of America. She is a shining example of possible uh, in the footsteps of Dr. Janine Davidson, who flew C-130s in the Air Force, an incredible leader of that university. And now as a woman who is been out there helping other women and girls understand that uh, the sky's the limit. That would be something I would say, right? <laughs> the sky's the limit for an aviation career. Okay, Betsy, bad joke. Uh, but it's so fun to see you living your passion and your dreams. And we really appreciate you being on Boost Power Podcast. And thank you to all of you that are listening today. You were meant to hear Luca. You were meant to hear her joy and her inspiration. And maybe you were meant to get in the sky. I tell you, I enjoy people like Luca taking me all over the world that I don't have to worry about landing the plane. Uh, but I really am inspired that uh, anybody can and choose anytime what they want to change their direction, to change their navigation, to use aeronautical words, uh, and to take flight for whatever dreams you have. And you can hear it from Luca's story. So find, find a way. Go take a discovery flight, learn more about Luca, reach out to her on social media um, and hire her to come to Europe and bring her favorite friends to uh, inspire girls and women for aviation. That'd be really fun. Uh, thanks for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Give us a review and we can't wait to be back. This is your host, Betsy Weersman. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWearsma.com.